Hi, Gabby Logan here, and with me back in your ears, it can mean only one thing. The Midpoint is back. If you're new to the podcast, then you have five series worth of episodes to catch up on. Lucky you. But if you're an avid listener, firstly, welcome back. And secondly, you'll be noticing a few changes around here. Not least the regular dulcet Scottish tones of the man sitting next to me. Hi, Kenny. Hi, Gabby. Explaining more about that in just a moment. (laughs) Over the winter break, I've been trying to think of ways that the podcast can bring you more of the content that you very kindly suggest and request. So Series 6 is definitely going to be bigger and hopefully better than ever. We're not completely changing things, though. You'll still hear from famous midpointers from all walks of life alongside our family of experts with useful insights on things like nutrition, fitness, mental health, sleep and even sex. And in addition, I am to, involved. in addition to all of that, my husband, Kenny, oh, who you've been hearing in the background, who some of you will have heard on the podcast already, and he's going to be joining me every few weeks to give us his midpoint perspective on a range of topics. <laughs> and perhaps we can help with some family and relationship dilemmas, yeah, I thought. Definitely. yeah, Because after reading your feedback, I'm also going to be bringing you some special episodes where we take a deep dive into a subject or topic where we feel we're perhaps lacking a bit of knowledge or understanding. Things like A. AI or how to not get cancelled in midlife. Um, and there's lots of things that Kenny doesn't understand in midlife, so I'm sure he'll be suggesting <laughs> some of those too. Uh, so this episode is a kind of teaser, if you like, of what's to come in series six. There's a lot of pressure on me, aren't there? Why do you Because if it's not a good one, they're not going to come back. Oh, don't worry, don't worry. We've got enough credit in the bank, right. but you're not going to ruin that. <laughs> Kenny, I think there's only one place to start, really. Mm. And um, I'm not going to make this um, an episode about your prostate, right? Good. We're on. Yes. Past that. Um, because, um, Talk about sex life. We now. did a lot about that, obviously, in the special episode, which has had an amazing uptake and reaction. And it's been really gratifying. And people come up to me in the street. They tell me that their husband has got tested or their friends have got tested. And, and that is really lovely. However... You had a bit of a schoolboy error last week, didn't you? Because you did an interview <laughs> with The Telegraph, and that was supposed That's to be... That's a really good interview. It was a very good interview. It's and it was headlines. Slightly. It was supposed to be about um, your involvement with wasps and other things to do with your business. And... No, it was about my year I had okay. with Doddy and Tom lots, Smith. Lots of stuff. There was lots, lots of stuff. stuff. Um, the headline read... <laughs> I'm good, but my sex life isn't normal yet. Um, and <laughs> and that didn't really reflect the answer. Yeah, um, but can yeah. I just say, you've been around this business for a long enough yeah. time now that when somebody yeah. asks you about your sex life, what's the answer that you should have given, Kenny? Oh, it's brilliant. No, brilliant. no, you should, you should have said. You should have said. Uh, it's personal? I don't want to talk about that. Is well, I've sort of been quite open about, you know, rectal dysfunction. So I thought, might as well go the full hog. But I'm, yeah, I mean, but we're not back and going, aren't we? Okay, we're not, we're not talking. This is not about our sex life. Me but saying, that, that's my point. Me saying Sometimes you. you're long in the tooth, you make mistakes. I made a little mistake. We all make mistakes in life. You're allowed to make mistakes. We've just got a bit older. Memory starts to go. <laughs> you forgot how to do an interview. Uh, so just to be clear, right, that's not what we're going to talk about today. This is this is your time of year, I like to think, mm. because this is the time of year. We met actually in a January, end of January, and you were about to play in the Six Nations. And so Six Nations always takes me back. That could be it. We won the Six Five you Nations did. then. You did, yeah. So maybe we're going to win it this year. Um, I like where we're going now. So it's a good podcast. So you, you were about to go off and play for Scotland the following week in the Six Nations. Which you turned me down because I said, yeah, you fancy coming up to watch me play rugby? <laughs> and you went, where are you playing against? I went, oh, Wales, in the Six Five Nations. 
and you went to some spa. With some, some oh, I was. Al- I'd already arranged to go to a spa. What a chaplain! With my um, hairdresser, I was taking her to a spa, and I didn't think I could let her down. So, well, um, but I think it kept you keen there. Anyway, well, okay. point being, I'm going to let you have. I'm going to indulge you and let you have a couple of minutes just right. to tell me how excited you are about the fact that Scotland are actually top of the six well, nations. I'm a bit excited. Many reasons. One, the last when we met. 20 odd years ago, 1999, Scotland won the Five Nations. We haven't won it since then. We're at the top of the league now, so who knows? We could win the Five the well, Six that Nations. Has that no, there's like, no coincidence in any of that. I don't know the podcast is, we're talking about it. I'm, I'm grasping at straws, but it's good. It's exciting. It is very exciting. So, good to watch. Yeah, it is. It is. And I love the Six Nations because it just takes you into spring. It was a lovely spring day. And rugby's needed a little bit of a kick, hasn't it? A the little bit of a lift. Lift. It's been yeah. a bit sad. Now, I gave you a bit of stick about revealing a bit too much. Have you ever done a Yes, a lot of them. And actually, what I want to talk about, and I want to explore this more on Midpoint with our lovely listeners at some point, is navigating kind of the modern landscape, you know, saying the right thing or saying the wrong thing and how, how easy it is to worry about getting cancelled, all that kind of stuff, right? And I had just an episode of that today, right? I'll tell you, I want your opinion on this because I value your opinion on things, okay? At the weekend, I don't know if you saw this, you probably didn't because you didn't watch the Brits, but there was a moment where Ellie Goulding, uh, the singer, and Tom Grennan, mm-hmm. the singer, were on stage giving an award and she was wearing a breastplate. So it's like kind of quite what a Madonna, like like it was made out Steel. of like rubber or something. Oh, and it like had the much. shape of her body, right? Tom <laughs> Grennan said something to her, which is picked up and people kind of have been outraged about he said something like, Are they real? or something like that. Anyway, she's she's had to come out then on her Twitter and say like, like, look, he's my mate. We were just having a laugh. Right. I'm not offended. It's okay. You don't have to be offended for me. So I replied with some like hand, em- cl- yeah. clapping hand emojis. I'm never sure if I'm using the right emoji, but they were clapping hand emojis, or maybe they were those emojis. Oh, God. And a little heart, meaning right. I, I, love I, I love that. Yeah. yeah. And then this woman came back and she said, I'm so surprised at you. She said she's a midpoint listener. She said, I'm so surprised at you. I don't know why I've given her an angry voice, but she sounded angry. Um, because I thought you would be against this because it's objectifying women's bodies and talking about women's bodies. But what I was pleased was that somebody was saying, look, it's okay. I'm not upset. So don't be upset mm. for me. Because I think it's really hard for people to get everything perfect in those situations. Do you not think, though, do you think she read a headline, saw the headline? Like a bit like my sex line. Yeah, she read the tweet. And she read the tweet and, and she's apologised. I'm not, I'm not wanting to focus on that woman, oh, by right. the way, because I'm, she might not be listening now and I, I'm glad she is. And the other thing she said, which is interesting, I said, should we agree to disagree? And she said, yes, but you're wrong. And, mm. I, and I thought, that's not how you end an argument. And that led me to think of another topic we should discuss oh at some gosh. point, which is how to have, you know, in a relationship, how to have an argument and how to end oh, it. You're now good at that, aren't we? You like an argument, I don't. <laughs> well, I think if you... That annoys you. If you say... If you say we'll agree to disagree, we move on. We move on. We, don't, we, we always have a rule: we don't go to bed on an argument. I don't. That's not. That's not so unusual. For no. To do that. I mean. But anyway, getting back to the breastplate because that's <laughs> more important. I actually think the fact she's come out and being cool about it—that's cool. And you should be allowed to say things to your mates that are a bit fun. If not, it's going to be a boring old life. I don't think he actually delivered it in the way that he meant to deliver the line anyway, because it wasn't so that... It probably sounded funny on when it came out. Yeah, it kind of came out a bit... That is a problem. <laughs> it is that a, is problem. a problem. That is a problem. And it is a problem in modern life, isn't it? Because especially with the Brits, you can't really rehearse all that ad lib. The Brits is all about that little edge. It's always something at the back of the Brits. Something's done something. Something goes wrong, doesn't something it? Something goes wrong. Do you want to tell your Brit story while we're here? <laughs> 
Well, I've never been invited back since. <laughs> and this must have been 2000, I think. Yeah, I'm, I'm there. I was obviously top of my rugby career. 2020, was it 2020, No, 2020's is three years ago. You're an old man then. When was it? 2000. 2000. Yeah. I knew it the two in it. Anyway, I'm there and I stretched my legs out and I tripped this bloke over. And I sort of got up and really saw it. Everybody at my table are mortified. They're all gasping. They're all gasping. And I'm just giving me a high five, giving me a big hug, sick back down. I didn't realise it was Snoop Dogg. Yeah, you just tripped up. Tripped him up, but haven't been invited back since. It's because of that. <laughs> I don't think I'm really a Brits person. I don't think I'll be Oh, I'll do it next there. year. I'll do one more year and that's it. <laughs> I don't think you're going to get invited. Well, you might, you might find after this cameo role in the <laughs> midpoint, I might be... Hot on the list. I don't think they invite many middle-aged people unless they're about to win Album of the Year and that's not happening anytime no. soon, is it? So let's talk about an event that we will get invited back to, the Six Nations. And actually, it's quite funny how I came to be doing the Six Nations in the first place because it was the year we were doing Strictly Come Dancing. Mm. And I had that was? gone out in 2007. I'd gone out quite early. I think people would say unnaturally early. Some people said disappointingly early. Mm. News at one, actually. Then one o'clock news on the Monday said um, it was a scandal. Sorry, just reliving a few of those headlines. Come on. And the, on the flip side, people said, how's he still in it? Anyway, 10 weeks later, Talent. there Always he still rising, was. And one Monday night, I did this show called Inside Sport and I came back from the BBC having done the show and you were in bed asleep already because I kind of got home about midnight. <laughs> and I went to give you kind of, I sat on the bed next to you and I, went, and I went to tell you some news. I was about to tell you the news I'm about to tell you now and you went oh my god the rumba's really hard I just don't know how to do it <laughs> and I said the BBC have just asked me to present the Six Nations and it just felt so weird like we'd had this like switch in our lives oh. that I was about to present rugby and you were worrying about your rumba and it was bad to be fair <laughs> it was that effect um, and, and and here, here I am kind of how many years later 16 years later still doing it you're not bad at it either I absolutely love doing the Six Nations it's your it favourite sport your no favorite. I think when I'm immersed in anything I love it you know so you do the World Cup you love it yeah. you do the Six Nations you love it but it does remind me of you I suppose when I go to Edinburgh it kind of you know always brings back those memories and I was there it's a crisp time of year isn't it it's really sharp the weather's well, sharp sometimes it's wet and miserable but yeah, yeah it was crisp this weekend but this weekend when I was up in Edinburgh so I'm staying in this hotel nice you know, kind of business hotel, you know, like clean. Are you allowed just, to mention the name of it? I, w I won't do, just no, in case. But just a nice, clean, straightforward hotel. Nothing too frilly and luxury at the end, you know, because it's BBC. And um, I got to sleep. I had a bit of a cold. You can probably still hear it. And I had a bit of a cold and I wanted to sleep it off. So I got to bed really nice and early and didn't even make it to the end of Graham Norton. That's how early it was, Friday night. And at 1.30 in the morning, I was woken up because some lads were back from their night out in the corridor. <laughs> And they were shouting and kind of messing about. And I thought, I'll give them a minute or two. And you'd have me next to Kenny going to tell them to be quiet. Yeah, I would have done. Yeah, you would have. <laughs> and, and you wouldn't even part an island. <laughs> just robbing me. Go on, go on, you tell them to be quiet. And then I heard a ball come out and they started like playing some kind of ball sport in the corridor. Banging, Townsend. <laughs> banging it on the door. And then one of them started FaceTiming his girlfriend. Oh. And so I could hear a female voice. What time is this? Phone. This is 1.30. So, so I thought to myself, right, I'm not having this. I opened the door and said, go do that in your own rooms. Oh, As if I was speaking like to my mom, children. Like yeah. proper mum. And I, I didn't make... How old do you think they were? I didn't make eye contact. 21, 22. I mean, you know, I wasn't wearing spot cream, but I wasn't, you know, I wasn't you looking my best. And then I went back to bed and they didn't stop the little buggers. Did they not? No, they carried on. So I had to ring the hotel. So glad I wasn't there. I had to ring reception. But I did think the next day, I had a moment where I thought you know, that was a bit silly of me because it was three boys, three young men. Yeah. I don't, you know, it's a bit stupid of me for my own personal safety to open the door to three guys. And then it reminded me of a story which I think midpoint listeners will really <laughs> enjoy, Kenny. 
Uh, about, you know, when you intervene in something where your own safety may well be uh, compromised. Yeah. So we'd been to a charity event in Glasgow. <laughs> Kenny was playing the last year of his career. What's so. this pick on Kenny? No, no, this is, hang on. This is, this is about you being a hero. Oh, and, uh, that. I didn't turn out to hear at the end. <laughs> yeah, like you're never going to hear any part of this story. And Kenny had had a few drinks. He played a game that day. I was pregnant. Man of the match. Heavily <laughs> pregnant. You weren't man of the match. I was heavily I was check. pregnant with uh, Reuben and Lois. So I was driving and we're driving around the back of Socky Hall Street in Glasgow. And it was like a working man's club. And outside was a woman and it looked like two men were, were kind of antagonizing her. her yeah they looked like they're about to attack her yeah. and i just said kenny oh my god this, this poor woman we've got to do something so we pulled the car up i thought it was james bond i thought at this point that we would call the police but kenny marches out in his dinner suit and walks up to the woman daniel craigwood and goes to say basically to the um the men to, to get off her anyway i won't use the language they use but basically all three of them told you to that. f off didn't yeah. they? That's she she got more aggressive than they did, which I was surprised about because I was over there to save her life. So she and then told they all turned on me. Yeah. And I sort of quickly ran, ran back, back to, to the car. car. So you got back to the car and I then lost my plot with you because I said, yeah. what you, I said, how, what are you doing? You could, you went so close to them. They could have had a knife. You got yourself into a situation that you could have been, we've got this two babies. This is so dangerous. You're such an idiot. And as I'm saying this, suddenly... He opens the car door. No, no, you told me to get out. I said, get out the car. Get out the car, but we're doing 20 miles an hour. We're doing 20 miles an hour. And he got out the car at 20 miles an hour. And the next thing I look in the mirror and he's rolling down Socky Hall Street. Like James Bond. In a black tie. And then he gets up and dusts himself off as if he's Daniel Craig. Yeah. Starts walking towards. Should have videoed that. I've no, now stopped the car. Nowadays, that'd be an Instagram. Be nowadays, you you'd be like you people. You'd be cancelled. I mean, like, what are you doing? That's how you get cancelled. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and you then started Jump walking the back car. towards the car, mm -hmm. and I was so cross with you. You had like you, very you cut your face. You had like cut your dinner suit. It wasn't you did. You were covered in like I scratches. Wasn't, I wasn't that bad. You, As a rugby player, it was nothing. Anyway. Normal human being, it was tragic. We get we get back to our flat and I parked the car. He stayed in the car. I thought he was just making a kind of protest. But he fell asleep. I was making a protest. He fell asleep didn't in the car. I was going to fall asleep. <laughs> so I woke up and he wasn't there in the morning. The car alarm was going off. <laughs> People were coming and knocking on the window and I was still sleeping. But anyway, that reminded me of that story at the weekend yeah. when I was when I was busy trying to tell some boys. So what are you saying? It's a bit like you see, um, you know, you know, how much I really angry about litter, mm. people dropping litter. So it's a bit like when you do that, when you see somebody drop litter, you want to go. I did it once in Richmond, actually. I went up and I saw this person. And so I think you've accidentally dropped some litter. And they told me to F off and said they're going to smack me in the head as he's walking into the court. So I just thought, well, fair enough, pick up myself. So I picked it up and put it in the bin. So it's about picking your battles. Yeah, no, you're exactly right. It is about picking your battles. Yeah. Um, and that's what I thought this morning about this conversation I had with this woman on Twitter about Ellie Goulding and Tom Grennan. My point to her was there is a fight to be had for women's rights and women's um, position in society and not being objectified, but actually pick the right battles. And sometimes we can be too angry we about everything. Pizza, don't we? Talk about our kids. We talk about pick the right battle, let that one go, pick the right one. We don't, you mean when we are parenting? Yes. Right? Yeah. Life. In terms of, You've yeah. got to think first, haven't you? You say that to me quite a lot about, well, and we say it to each other actually, about, yeah, more me. about <laughs> pick the right battles. This is with the kids. So when the kids, you've got teenagers, a lot of people have got teenagers. Yeah. And when you're getting kind of cross with them about various things, 
it's no good being cross about everything because yeah. then nothing goes in at all, does it? I've only learned that recently because I think Ruben told me. <laughs> I think he told me to. He told me how to parent himself, <laughs> which made it even harder. Don't you tell me how to tell you what to do. <laughs> what, did he, what did he say? You need to learn to pick your battles. He actually said that to yeah, you? He oh, did, Kenny, yeah. that's embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, but not done it before. Well, we've been doing it for 17 no, years. No, like, as soon as you have a baby, you've never had a two-year-old. I've not had an 18-year-old. We will do in a few months. Yeah, exactly. So you don't know, do you? You have, got to, you have got to listen to them too. You've got to, like, I had to listen to Ruben. He was right. He was actually right what he said. Just pick your battles. I think you maybe told me that. I did. One of you told me. I know. <laughs> give it to Ruben. We're all, we're all, good about we're all always trying to. Help me out. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you know what I think as well? Every relationship has, like, one person's good at one thing, one person's good at the other thing, right? We, after 23 oh years together... Let me just write my thing down. <laughs> after 23 years together, we know pretty much what the yeah. other one's quite good at, yeah. right? If there is a problem with the car, oh, I will ask so you. sexist. No, 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 me. but it's true. It's true, though. You're good at that mechanical stuff. I'm good at anything outside. Now, it's not a secret in the family that your memory sometimes is um, a little bit... Loose, shall we say? Yours is starting to go. Yeah, mine's mine's definitely starting to go. But you're a bit loose on the memory sometimes. And I think that's because... I've always been that loose. Yeah, you have. I know, I know. I know, it's not an ageing thing. But what I mean is, you've been like that since you were 20. But what what I mean is, I think it's partly because, because of your dyslexia, I think you rely on me to do all the reading in the relationship, right? So if I'm... I'll tell you what's not helped. I've got glasses now and I forget my glasses. That becomes really easy to go, I can't read that. But you also, if I'm reading an article, you go, what's that about? Yeah. And then you'll go, read this. What's, what's this? What's that about? You like audiobooks, obviously. Yeah, I do, yeah. But because you and don't... Po- I really love podcasts. You do. <laughs> Something like the mid-podcast. Um, but you don't, um, you don't read a lot. I don't enjoy reading. That's the problem. And, I, and, and, and to be honest with you, that's what's great about podcasts and audiobooks. You, but sometimes the problem with audiobooks is you, you listen, imagine on the beach. It's really hot. It's lovely. You're sitting there and... And you fall asleep and you think, I fall asleep for an hour, I can't remember a thing. <laughs> do you think it goes in? Yes, of course it does. But does it, you can't remember that. When you, do you remember that book? It's quite annoying. Our First Holiday. Gaza. No, it's George Best. Oh, it's George Best. Oh, Gaza one and George Best. Uh, you took the life of uh, the yeah, biography of George Best and you insisted on oh, reading God, almost every page to me. Because <laughs> you, you um, you hadn't really, you didn't, didn't no, really do didn't much read, reading. I didn't read much. You couldn't understand how I found it relaxing because as a dyslexic person. No, it wasn't relaxing. It's not relaxing at all. But that's that's what um, audiobooks do in mm. podcasts because it makes people well, That's what made me, it was really useful. Not useful because that sounds terrible. Like I've married you to, for a useful reason to understand dyslexia. But the word dyslexia didn't mean much to me other than people had trouble with, you know. And you had to live with reading. it. And then, <laughs> <laughs> no, but what you made me understand was that from that experience that it's a totally, you know, it's an alien concept to people who can look at a piece of paper and actually not stress them out reading the words. And you've got dyslexia, it can be a very stressful experience to be able to... Well, to... I, used to straight, I would walk into rooms and see papers and pens. I'd literally start, I've got to get, how to get here, how to get here. Stressing. But, but a totally unrelaxing as well. Yeah, but we're now, I don't feel like I'm not, I'm comfortable with myself mm. to say I can't read that or I struggle to read it. I can read it, it just takes time. Especially I haven't got my glasses. It's a nightmare now. Two things I've got to worry about, glasses and concentrating. I knew I knew Kenny was dyslexic quite early on in the relationship because of a, an incident where I asked him to read something, but also because his first ever text message to me, <laughs> <laughs> um, he instead of calling me sweetheart, he called me sweat heat. Took me and, ages to was that. that was and I thought, that's that's interesting, sweat heat. Not, sweat not heat. my normal compliment that I'd no. prefer for my boy, but you yeah. know. <laughs> 
<laughs> but obviously now it's... I was looking at that text from about 10 minutes going that looks cool I can send that that looks cool or that looks right that looks right and cool sweet heat but at that point none of your mates knew you were dyslexic so you no, couldn't get them no. to check it for you no whereas now you no wouldn't... I wouldn't send you that text I'd just send you a love heart <laughs> just emoji. emoji emoji love heart oh it would have well. been so much easier for you wouldn't it emojis oh, I I cleaned up <laughs> It's uh, oh, what's the topic now? What, what it's, else it's, the, it's Valentine's week this week, oh, right? Oh, I've done some good Valentine's, haven't I? You have done a few good yeah, Valentine's. Yeah, but we've decided to take it a bit easier now as we get older, haven't we? <laughs> have we? Yeah. Well, actually, that's the point because uh, we've got a daughter, Lois, has got a boyfriend. Lois has got a boyfriend, right? Lois has got a boyfriend and he... Tell us a flower shop course. <laughs> it's their first Valentine's together. Oh, and I said, oh, you don't need to do anything Valentine's. He's pruned one of the bushes into her heart. <laughs> He has. He has. He's got a massive big heart. And it's one of my favourite bushes. And so, and then it took me back to kind of that feeling of when you're that age and you have a boyfriend and it's Valentine's Day. It is really important. First one's very important. It is. You sent me 50 roses on yeah, our first Valentine's. And we'd only been going out two weeks. But then I think it's more... If you need any help, just give me a call. But I think it's almost more about, it's a show to everybody else, isn't it? Like, yeah, oh, I've got, this, I've got this well, boyfriend and look how so much, much he likes that. me. You do it and you go and tell all your friends how great I am. Tick, tick, tick. Then what, this is when you first went out? Yeah, because they all go, oh my God, I can't believe what Kenny did for you. Like, oh, yeah. And then nine times out of ten, their boyfriend or husband have done nothing. <laughs> so you look even better. So you just amplify yourself very quickly. I think as well. That was two months into you now. So I was like, that was two exact, weeks. Two, oh God, I knew what I was doing. And um, <laughs> Exactly what I was doing. I was on to something quite nice. And I thought, right. Quite nice. Lift it up. Let's go to a new level. I'll have 50 Valentine's, or 50 roses this year, not the 49s I had last year. <laughs> <laughs> I think, though, genuinely, and this sounds like an old cynical person, it is what happens through the year, isn't it? You can't just throw it all onto Valentine's Day. No, like, so today, I was out of my office. Oh, when I came back, you'd, nice, you'd left a cup of coffee and a little tracker bar yeah. on my desk for me. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's... It's actually my coffee and my tracker bar. You don't drink coffee. Desk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but I, I think it's important, right? When you're a long-term relationship, you maybe get a bit stale. Mm. So keep it fresh and doing these little things. It may be a little thing, but it is a big thing for a relationship. Mm -hmm. That's what I think. You used to have um, this particular flower place in Chelsea when we lived in London that you, if you oh, ever, yeah. you had this thing where if you ever drove past it, you had to stop and buy flowers. Now I go around it. <laughs> <laughs> no, now, near it now. now he uses ways to make sure he never yeah, drives past it. <laughs> places you like to ignore, Chelsea Flower Shop. It's got ridiculous expensive. Everything has love. Oh, Everything yeah. has. Um, so the price of petrol. <laughs> what um what I'd like to evolve uh, into. Me if on we... every week. No, definitely not. I Nobody wants that. Um, I man. I think it would be nice, right? Because I do think you are good at sorting out problems. You're quite good at you know you step back quite quickly on situations, and you don't get like I could get a bit red mist on things. Yeah, you you do, get a bit yeah. angry about something, and yeah. and you'll kind of go right. No, just step back a second and yeah. you know view it like this. And then equally, sometimes I think you know I, there's certain other problems that I'm probably better at sorting yeah. out. Right. So now, when I say relationship, I mean everything. Right. Because you know we're all in this together, aren't we? We're can all we trying take, to. Can we make sure raise... outsides involved in this? Outdoors. <laughs> no, I don't think people are gonna. I don't think people are gonna ask you how to fix their angle grinder. But what what I'm looking for Same is pictures. your advice for people. You know, it might be the very trivial. It might be the very serious. Um, but I think maybe you know people listening might be wanting to send their issues in for mm -hmm. you to have a little yeah. look at because you you have a sideways glance on things sometimes because I think because of your dyslexic yeah, brain yeah, actually yeah. that you see things in a different. Yeah, you know, I definitely see things different. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> to other people. Yeah. Um, some of those things we've got to be careful about because it will get Kenny cancelled. And um, uh, he doesn't always talk um, in the way that somebody in the 2023 oh, should come on. talk. And what about the time when you, Lois came out of the gym, your own daughter, and you went... <laughs> And he went, she walked through the kitchen and he went, hot board. And that has become a family, a family moniker. But for, I meant she looked fat. As like, yeah, fat. but you don't say that to your daughter. She just rolled her eyes at you. And then yeah. from then on, every, every time I see a hot board. <laughs> um, or the time that, did oh. you wolf whistle Ruben's girlfriend once at New Year's Eve? Say she looked lovely. No, and, I said, you look great. And Ruben went, that's weird. Yeah. She did look good. Yeah, I know, but... Can you not say that? She's 17. Oh, God, you look shit. <laughs> is that a new dress? I know, but she was one? 17. She just looked at you like you're a bit weird. Oh, my God. Oh, you look good. You know, didn't you say, you look gorgeous? Gorgeous. <laughs> so that's kind of, I guess, you know, where we're at with those episodes with you, Kenny. Yeah. I'd like to... Um... I'm going to be busy, man. I've enjoyed this. Okay. It's good to get, spend some time with you. Will you come back on? Yeah, only if, only if I've got demand. If I get one email, No. So how many, how many messages do you need? Ten direct Instagram messages to me. Is that enough? Well, that's a start, isn't it? Thanks, Kenny. Thank you, Gabby. It's, it's, been, been, it's been great having you here in the new podcast space. Do you like what I've done with it? Yeah, I like it. Really, I mean, I did most of it myself, to be honest. I put these up. You did, actually. Yeah, well done, Kenny. Uh, that's it for today. But do join me on Wednesday, the 22nd of February, for the first proper episode of Proper. the next series <laughs> excuse me and you'll be hearing from this lovely person and I have said that I think I had quite a blokey midlife crisis I did buy a sports car I bought two <laughs> I bought two I bought one and I went oh so that's silly why have you done that I mean how cliched's that and I went this isn't going to make you happy is it and I went no it's not and <laughs> Why not? Because it's not the right sports car. So I bought another one. And as I said, we're going to be rolling out a few different kinds of episodes, including some more like this one. Uh, now, does it need to have a name, do you think, Kenny? What about our, our podcast? The Logan Lowdown, according to the Logans? Yeah, the Sweat Heat Podcast. <laughs> that's, that's a terrible name for a podcast. You need to spell it right. I'll, say it, I'll text you. The Sweetheart Podcast. The Sweetheart Podcast. Um, the, the Logan Files. We'll come up with it. We'll come up Logan with Logan and Logan? No, that sounds like a bad law Gavin firm. Kenny. We'll come up with come up with something. Oh, come yeah. Anyway, just hit follow on this podcast feed and then you'll never miss an episode. We always want to hear your thoughts on what things you'd like us to discuss on the show. So keep your comments coming in either via our Facebook group, The Midpointers, or you can message me on my personal Instagram at Gabby Logan. Or you can message me directly. And what's your Instagram? Kenny Logan Eleven. At Kenny Logan 11. Yeah, that's it. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's such a joy to be back with you. I cannot wait for all the terrific guests. And I mean, we've got some absolute crackers, terrific guests coming up. And we've got some interesting chats as well we're going to have over the next weeks and months ahead. Until next time, it's bye-bye from me and me. <laughs> See you later. Bye.